Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, I would like to present to you the World Champion of the World Podcast. It's me, Qualified, a.k.a. the Black Ric Flair, a.k.a. the Black American Dream, a.k.a. the most over mid-card talent on the west side of Oahu. Everybody, I have a guest here today. Shout out to my man. Michael Landsberg, what's up? Marcus Landsberg. Marcus, wow. See, look at me, just screwing up names. I just know. I just. I just call him Landsberg. I'm. A, I'm gonna treat you like bad luck, Fale. Right? <laughs> Toss this announcer to the ground. <laughs> Fuck him. That's. <laughs> Fuck him. That's what it is. His pants. Fuck him. Right. <laughs> oh man. Okay. So. Uh, so now that we got the name botch out of the way. Uh, <laughs> um. What's What's going on, man? How are you, how are you doing? What are you What are you watching lately? Uh, lately, I mainly watch New Japan. Okay. I mean, I grew up on WWF. Right. Right. I grew up on WWF, but recently it doesn't speak to me as much. Mm-hmm. And I like the what they call the American style heels. In okay. New Japan. Yes. So the classic version of Bullet Club, now the Tamatonga version of Bullet Club. Right. That's that's what I click on quick. When okay. I see that come on online. Okay, I see you. So, uh, you've been keeping up with the G1? A little bit. I haven't been keeping up with the numbers. I keep up with uh, the Tongans, basically. Okay, yeah. That's what I like to see. I mean, that's that's a big story going on right now. It's huge, and I hope it works out well. I mean, I like the way it's going, so... Yeah, no, uh, I'm the, the special they had uh, here in America before the, uh, before the G1 actually kicked off, where at the, at the end, Cody and uh, Kenny had their match, and... Seems like everything's, you know, good to go. And then the Tongans come out and just wreck shop and fuck everybody up. That was, uh, that was great. It's better than anything I've seen on WWE lately. In years. <laughs> look, look. I, it's no secret. I am a huge NWO mark. Okay. Love the NWO. Right. Especially the early, early, early NWO. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's hard to say that Bullet Club isn't at least partly... Uh, a riff on NWO. Right. So I like it. Yeah. I like what I like. <laughs> it makes sense, right? <laughs> if they do, if they do uh, kind of what the NWO did, I'm on board. Yeah, no, because I remember, uh, I forget how old I was, but I was, I was a younger kid, a kid, when uh, the NWO first popped up. And just seeing them wreck shop and spray paint the titles and spray paint guys after they beat them up, like, I was just like... Yo, what is this? Like, it, it blew my mind. So I'm probably a little bit older than you. So I was yeah. in, I want to say my second year of college. Okay. In the dorm. So when Nitro came on. Yeah. It was in on the big TV in the student lounge for our dorm. Yeah. And people came in and they changed the channel and they made us, and we started watching it. And I remember the first time. Um... I don't think I saw live when Scott Hall came on. Okay. But I absolutely remember the human lawn dart. Yes. I absolutely remember when I absolutely remember when Sting came out and turned his back to the camera. Right. And told the fans to stick it. Yeah. Uh, the fake Sting blew my mind. When, when Sting came out of the limo, yeah. if you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It blew my mind. I mean, I didn't study that week. I was in college. I didn't. Like, what is not the that I studied otherwise. Right. But, I didn't, I didn't but when when you heard his voice and you heard him, and you saw him come out of limo, I didn't know that was a fake thing. Yeah. I didn't. No one knew. Yeah. No one knew. 
No, that's yeah, that no, that's something uh like we were going to school and we were just talking about it for weeks. Teachers are just like, yo, what what the hell's going on? I'm like, you didn't see? You didn't see Nitro <laughs> last night? What are you doing? But that I mean that brought me back into wrestling for a while. That was yeah. huge because I wasn't watching. Yeah, yeah. And then that came on and that was huge. So that kind of we do what we want, we say what we want. Right. We take what we want. That was great back then. And that's what Finn Balor did when he started Bullet Club. Exactly. What Bullet Club sort of moved away from. Okay. And what it seems like Tamatanga is coming back to do. Yes. Okay. So, um, like, when's the like when's the last time that you watched any WWE stuff? Oh, I mean, you know what? I watched the recap videos on YouTube. Okay. I can't really invest three hours or of whatever raw, it is that no. is. Yeah. Uh, I'm not excited about it. I don't like the idea that it's... And I'm not trying to, to badmouth it. Mm-hmm. But when I hear it's AJ's house and then the other guy's yard and then, you know, it's it's just a lot of different rooms. Not, <laughs> I don't know I don't know where to go. That I'm not dying to go into. I just, it's, it's my bedroom. I'm going to go take a nap. Right. <laughs> you know? It's my bed. I um, sleep if I want to. Yeah, right? right? So it's just, you know, a lot, to me, a lot of the people look very similar. When I was okay. a kid, all the wrestling stars looked very, very different. Yeah. If you're on a team and you had the same uniform, that was fine. Right, right, right. But there were different body shapes. There were different sizes. There were different colors. There were different whatever. Right. Uh, WWE is very similar to me. It's hard for me to tell some of the guys apart. Okay. Um, and it's just, they're not, they're not as interesting. They're not as exciting. There's no, no one delivers an interview. Mm. No one delivers an interview like they should. And if they don't deliver a good interview... I could care less about them slapping each other in the face. Doing stuff in the ring, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like, so if there's... So to me, it's the interview. No stories behind the... No stories behind the cool moves, then what's the point of the cool moves? Okay, so I'm a lawyer. So I talk for a living. Right. My job is to talk one over on the other guy. I will watch Macho Man promos all day. Okay. Because those are great. Yeah. That's what I want to hear. And then back it up. Get in the ring and back it up. I'm on board with that. So I can imagine that you're, you might be a Heyman fan. You know, I am. Okay. I am a Heyman fan. But the thing is, if he's not up against somebody... Oh, yeah, no. What's it's, interesting it's, about it? When, you know, he, it just turns into him repeating the same stuff. And it's good. Right, it's right, great. Right. Like, I mean, you know, you, Heyman, you can... Heyman's great for people who, you know, can't otherwise talk. And mm-hmm. that's what, you know... I, if he was on one side and Bobby the Brain was on the other, I'd watch that... I mean, I'd quit my job. Yeah. And follow them in a, in a bus. <laughs> that's, you know? that's the dream. Right, it is. That's the dream that's right the there. Dream. But um, just him by himself saying the same thing, and especially when it's about Brock not showing up, like, I don't want you to talk about him not showing up. Yeah. Talk about how when he shows up, he's going to kick ass. But when you guys spend all time telling me how bad your product is. Yeah. Like, your promo is, our product is no good because he won't show up. See, now, that's, that's, I, I kind of understand, well, I can see what they're doing, I guess they're kind of, they're trolling the internet fans, uh, but, I don't know, man, it just gets, it gets kind of weird, and I'm just like, alright, man, so, like, where's the, the, where's the part where we, like, want to tune in? Where's the payoff? <laughs> right? Yeah, where's, You're where's the part? You're telling me he's not coming and it's not going to be good. <laughs> yeah. Tell me when he comes, it's going to be amazing. And, and maybe I'll buy in, and I'm okay with that. Right. You don't need... But, okay. We've had unbeatable champions before. Mm-hmm. I love that stuff. Yeah. 
before the NWO, the Giant, when he was super young. Yeah. I think he won in, like, his first match. First match, yeah. He did, right? He won his championship the first match, and no one could beat him. Yeah. But every week he'd come out, and whether he had a match or not, or whether he just smashed someone or not. Yeah. He was the unbeatable heel champ that everyone was chasing. I'm on board with that. Yeah. But why you would come and say, he's unbeatable, and then, or we're going to beat him and whatever, but I don't know where he is. Yeah. <laughs> we maybe, can't find him. Yeah, no, right? <laughs> but he wants to stay on his farm. Right? <laughs> I just like, don't what? think that's a promo. I just don't think that's that's not interesting to me. And that, I'm not I, trying to badmouth it, but you keep asking me the question. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, one of the things I thought would have been interesting that they yeah. could have done with Brock, uh, even if it's kind of like taken from uh, TNA or Impact, uh, when Bobby Lashley was champ and he was fighting in Bellator, they did this thing where Bobby Lashley was saying he's the most dominant guy, and he decided that he was just going to go out and win all the belts. Oh, is that right? Yeah, so they did a thing where uh, they had, like, the King of the Mountain Championship, so one week he fights that guy, beats him, takes his belt. Uh, I forget the name of the other championship. Uh, he fought that guy, beat him, took his belt. I'm and, on board with that. That's And, that. like... At first, I was like, "What? What, are the, what is this?" And then he started doing it. And I was like, "Yeah, more. <laughs> like, let's, let's make it happen. Let's, Bobby Lashley. Let's beat everybody up. Let's beat everybody up. Let's let's become tag champs by ourselves." I'm on board with that. Right? That sounds, that sounds great to me. Right? That, that sounds so that great was, to me. I just don't. And it, it's not even that I blame Brock so much, but it's the other guys saying he never shows up tells mm. me why am I? Why do you have a championship if I can't see it? Like you just, you yeah. just keep talking about how he's not coming. So I know WWE, they are keeping up with what people are saying online, what people are saying on shows like this. <laughs> Hi, guys. And uh, and if they are listening, I just want to say I'm a huge fan. Yeah, exactly, man. Uh, Send us some free Whatever tickets. I said, I'm just saying that. Yeah. Really, I love you. Really, we just want to meet Triple H is, what, <laughs> is what's going on. But, uh, but yeah, so uh, I know they pay attention to what's going on online, what everybody's talking about. A big complaint for a while has been Brock Lesnar not showing up. That's been the complaint amongst the Smarks. So now they're playing it out on TV, and they're trying to play into that uh, storyline to get us to hate Brock. The thing is, with me, I don't hate Brock, but yeah, right, right. I just I just hate you guys telling me this. Well, it's hard to hate Brock because he doesn't do any talking. Yeah, the other guy does all the talking, so you hate him. I yeah. Mean, him and- I mean, him maybe mainly gets himself over right now. I mean, he'll get yeah. Brock over as far as I want to watch him, but it's not that I despise him. And you know, I think I've seen the Roman Reigns versus yeah about Brock sixty-eight times so right? far. Have they fought in the cage yet? Uh, they did. They did and fight in the cage. <laughs> the cage was the last match. And, and actually, Roman actually technically won the cage match. He speared him through the cage. Okay. Uh, his feet touched the ground first. And then it was really weird because, like, I guess they, they, they. I don't know if that was. I don't okay. know if that was on purpose. The the only match you're allowed to have after the cage match is the retirement match. Yeah, it's done. So it's done. That's so I, the rule. So I guess that's what's happening at SummerSlam, right? Brock's leaving and going to UFC. <laughs> so the cage match is the rubber match. That's the match you're right. allowed to have finally. So no one else can. You can't escape. Right. And then if you still want to fight, then it's the retirement match. That's it. Yeah. But you can't. Fight every week with the same match. That seems to be what WWE loves to do. Yeah, no, there's a whole lot of fifty-fifty stuff where, like, you know, one guy will 
beating another guy and he'll be all like, uh, but you know, it, <laughs> it was so close. And then like the other guy will come out the next week and he'll be mad. So he'll beat up the other dude and then like, oh, you beat me up. We got to fight again. And then <laughs> like another screwy finish. And then it's like, oh, well, <clears throat> you're not going to beat me up this time because I got my friend. <laughs> and then like a tag team match with, with the guys involved. I can move up with that. Like I can mix with that. That's, a, that's but. Stop! Like we, we've done that. Move on yeah. now. You fight no, the tag team partner. That's the new fight yeah, or That's something. Where you, go. you know, and you didn't it, win the title. You're it done. gets it gets a little repetitive when you see the every feud plays out the same way, like random tag match, random this. You know. So did Hulk Hogan come back yet? Uh, did he show up on screen? No, he's no? not. He hasn't showed I up on screen. Thought he was supposed to, and then I didn't see that. That uh, yeah, he hasn't showed up on screen. The. Uh, I guess he met with everybody backstage. Yeah, and he apologized. Apologized. And yeah, <laughs> and then and we haven't seen him yet. But I'm guessing at some point, if that Hogan has comes to back, I'll watch again. Okay. If Hogan comes back, okay. I'll watch again. That's that's not that I won't. Like I will watch whatever the clip is if something's good. Right. I'll watch it back. But if Hogan comes back, I'll watch the whole thing and just see and see what's going on. Because that's to me, he's wrestling. No, I feel it. Hogan's wrestling. That's, I feel it. He was rocking wrestling. <laughs> And you can't, you can't, you can't overestimate what he did for the yeah, sport of wrestling. No. It's see, awesome. Like, I personally don't really want to see him on TV. Do you not? At this point. But, at the same time. Because. I understand. Like, I mean, you can't. Because he's too old? Because of what he <clears throat> said? Because of. It's just a combination of all okay. of it. It's like, if he comes back on TV, what's he going to do? Like, it, what are. What you gonna do, brother? <laughs> I even like it when you say it. <laughs> so I, I, I just I, I'm marked out right. right. Now. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, I just I don't know what he's what he's gonna do. Like I don't I don't think we need another authority figure, which right? is I mean. Although he, I'm glad they did that with Baron Corbin because he needed something. Yeah. And being yeah. a bad sheriff, like the the evil sheriff. Yeah, no, this is great for Baron Corbin. Is what he needed. Because I've always I've always been a Corbin fan, and Have I you? felt yeah, I felt he had potential. Uh, I felt there was a character he was doing in NXT where I thought that had legs, but they never really brought it up on the main roster. Gotcha. Where he was basically the the I hate all the indie guys. And oh, that's interesting. I thought I thought that was cool that's because I mean that's basically that's that's the new direction where WWE is going, picking up all the guys with buzz. Right. And Corbin is a big guy. He looks a little. His whole look is a little bit more on the. Uh, I got you. The old school, like traditional yeah. WWE. I thought it would, and he's and he's believable as just being a dick. No. So and he's good at being a dick. He's yeah. So I thought I I was just like oh yeah this would be perfect he he can be the guy who because I feel like a lot of the smarts would look at Baron Corbin as a guy who's like oh he's not like one of our guys he's he can't do all the crazy stuff in the ring he's not this he's not that mm. he came from he came from football he was in the oh, NFL is that right? is that yeah right? you know he's yeah, yeah, yeah. he's totally somebody who they'll totally go against that character I felt it no, was perfect it could have worked for him. I, honestly, if they're not going to use it for Corbin, they're going to do this thing. I feel like that character could be great for a heel Reigns. Yeah, no, I probably could. Like, I probably could. Yeah, I don't like the indie guys. Why are you coming to my town? Yeah, my you yard, know what I mean? Yeah, what, what are you? What are you doing in my yard? <laughs> you didn't play football. 
It's I'm huge. It's the stupidest slogan. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's the dumbest. It's my yard. Yeah, I mean, just be like, uh, yeah, no, if, if I was going to fight somebody, like, in real life, and they're like, hey, man, this is my yard, and we're not in their yard, I'm just going to be like, what? And we're not in prison? And yeah. We're not talking about I was just like, like what, do you, what do you mean, bro? <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm like, all right. Like, are you junkyard dog? Like, what? Like, what's going on, man? We're in front of a Starbucks. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you mean? Like, I, I'd be like, you could have uh, the yard. I'm going to go in the house. Right? <laughs> right? That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, that's it. That's it. Like, yeah, good. But, uh, but yeah, no. So, um, but, yeah, I think that that character is something that they could bring back. I think that would be fun. But to me, Bullet Club is way more interesting than anything I've seen on WWE right now. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think Cody and Kenny got dragged out a little bit more than it had to. I'm glad they made up at the end. I would rather they be heels. I think Young Bucks are a little bit too facey. Yeah. For me. and I think, and, But I think part of that is the, the uh, being the elite program they do. Yes. And I think they kind of have to be a face for their program because you can't really have an engaging story about heels being heels <laughs> yeah. on a daily basis with their wives Just and kids. Just all the time. Being good Christian boys, but yeah. by the way, we're heels. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I'm, I, so I think they... And, and Kenny can go both ways, I guess. Yes. It's, it's Kenny Omega is what I hear. More ways than that. <laughs> so, so I'm, I, you know, he can... So he can be either one. He's great at either mm-hmm. one. He's amazing. But for Bullet Club, if it's going to be a heel stable, it should be a heel stable. I don't yeah. understand the point of making it two, except for the fact it's exactly Wolfpack and NWO Black and White. Yes. And you can watch, like, like almost, I, I don't want to say week for week, but beat for beat what story they're doing from the NWO. Yeah. And you can see it. And you can see it. Which I'm okay with. I, I have no problems with it. I feel one of the reasons why people connect so much with uh, being the elite and the Bullet Club is you can see that they're fans just like us. I agree. And then you see that, and then on top of that, they're actually awesome at what they do. You know, I think being the elite is a lot of the story we want from wrestling that we don't get. Yeah. In Well, especially WWE, maybe New Japan or whatever. But Yeah. It's a lot of the story we don't get. Now, a lot of the story with some of that stuff is super cornball. Mm-hmm. Like, it's super cornball. Yeah. Some is kind of interesting. Yeah. The good ones are kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah, I know. But it'll be interesting to see if they can reunite after this or what's going to end up happening with the Tongans or how it ends up going. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm super the, invested. The, the, the Cody reunification to me was a little bit quick. Like the fact that they all became friends again, in yeah, like ten seconds. Yeah, it was, it was a little. What the bit... hell is Haku's problem? Yeah, so that <laughs> you said that. Not... <laughs> you but, said that. I mean, that, but seriously, if Haku hears this, we think you're great. I was I just quoting you. the show. <laughs> so... Haku's the best. Man. Yeah, man. Haku's the best. Don't your eye out. Yeah, no, Haku is my favorite wrestler <laughs> of all time. Right? <laughs> so, yeah. Did you ever see the interview? When, when Mean Gene would interview Haku, would be the best. You couldn't put it on TV now. Yeah. Those interviews were the best. Haku would come out and say, Speak English, damn it. Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> that's not English, that's Japanese. Right. <laughs> Haku would be like, Wooly Moo, that's French. <laughs> now you're just messing with me. Yeah. <laughs> 
I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> oh man, those old interviews are great. Yeah, no. Um, one of these, if you haven't seen it, uh, give it to me. You gotta pull it up. Uh, I think it's a it's a promo. I think his name is uh, like Jumpin' Jeff Farmer or something like that. Basically, just look What's it up on YouTube. It's uh, it's worst promo ever. And it's hilarious. He's, I don't know if he's just like nervous or like having a stroke while he's talking. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> he's just like, you made me mad right now. <laughs> he's like, this Sunday, <laughs> it's going down. Yeah. Like, bro, it's it's. I'm gonna do that in second you leave. Yeah, no, it. you gotta watch Jumper it. Jumper Jeff Farmer. Yeah, Jumpin' Jeff Farmer, or just... Worst promo ever. Worst promo ever, man. It is... it is It's gold. Okay. It's gold. Um, okay, we're gonna wrap it up. Just a quick second. Uh, well, quick one before we go. Uh, SummerSlam. D, are you aware of the card at no, all coming who's up? On it? Who's on it? Uh, well, I guess they're still building it. Um, for me, right now, what go. looks like the most interesting match is uh, Becky Lynch and Carmella for the SmackDown women's title, but... This past SmackDown, uh, Charlotte Flair returned. She had been out for a while. Okay. And uh, she, uh, Becky Lynch was getting beat up by Carmella. Charlotte makes the save. They're best friends, Charlotte and Becky. Okay. Um, okay. So she makes the save. Becky's, like, grateful for the save. But then the general manager tells uh, Carmella, hey, look. Uh, you know, you can't be going out here doing all this stuff. So to learn your lesson, you're going to have a match tonight with Charlotte. If Charlotte wins, then she's added to your title match. So the odds are really stacked against you. And that's cool for Charlotte. Charlotte's like, right. oh, okay, cool. I, I get to go back to my belt. But Becky, uh, I don't know if this is intentional okay. with the creative team. But, like, the past, uh, the last time she had a title match was, like, in 2016. I like Becky Lynch. She deserves oh, she's more great. Love. She deserves more She's love. great. And she was the first ever SmackDown Women's Champion. Oh, I didn't know that. So, she, uh, so she hasn't had a match since 2016. Hasn't really been in the uh, title picture. And um, I think that's kind of helped, helped her as an underdog with the fans. Got so, she's, she's probably... After Charlotte, the most over woman on the SmackDown side of the roster. Okay. If not more over than Charlotte. Okay. Um, so she's she's built a connection. The fans are rooting for her. And gotcha. then they started a winning streak for her a few weeks back. And so she's been beating everybody. And she won her way into the title match at, at SummerSlam. Becky Lynch did. Yeah, Becky Lynch oh, did. Okay. So everybody's like, yeah. So it's gonna be a, it was going to be a one-on-one match between her and Carmella. Charlotte shows up, saves her, gets added to the match, and uh, I think it was it was actually the main event or was the main event segment. And so uh, Becky is watching the match backstage. Charlotte wins, and you can see like Becky is like kind of upset, like oh now I have like somebody. No, it's not even, yeah, it's not even my match. Right? Anymore. Oh, it's not my match anymore. And that's her best friend. The history that they've been building that for a while too. No, so since the beginning. Yeah, so I'm just kind of like, uh, I don't know if that was intentional by the, because I don't, I don't have trust in the creative team. I think this no. kind of fell in their laps, and they were like, oh, okay, now we can, we get at Charlotte. We can we're do something. That, yeah, it, it makes sense that they're scared that Becky and Carmella yeah. can't hold a match that people will want to watch, and but, Charlotte seems to be. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know if that uh, 
that whole Becky Lynch and Charlotte thing, I don't know if that's on purpose from the creative team, but it fell into their laps. And right now, for me personally, it's looking like the most interesting match on the whole card storyline wise unless they unless they do something else in the next couple of weeks well the one thing that benefits the females is that there's fewer of them yeah right there's so many male wrestlers sometimes it's hard to keep them all in a decent storyline where they yeah. actually pay attention to all of them some of them just seem like they show up with nothing to do yeah right do you have a worst wrestling idea like something you would love to see but you know would never happen but you think it would be it would be great but at the same time you know it's impossible uh, Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no. Because um, I want to hear yours because I want to tell you mine. <laughs> okay. Uh, I guess mine, I would like to see the New Day uh, one day decide to just, like, kind of serious it up and decide that, you know, there's not a lot of black representation and that we're just going to go all the way. And they're trying to get the titles. They start, like adding all the black wrestlers to their stable and everybody okay. is just you know I would like that if everybody else kept treating them like a joke like they wanted to be serious yes and people like the pancakes though oh <laughs> oh this is great right you know what yeah, I mean yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like no you know what we've thought about this it's not about video games anymore it's not about trombones right and the guy's like no 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 I like trombones. No, like whoever's on the other Yeah, no, like, man. Yeah, I brought you pancakes. Like, right? this is for you guys. You guys love these. No, bomb. You know what else that would be? Would like. You know what else would be great? Yeah. Like, somewhere down the road, once they, like, start making some headway, like, somebody like Kurt Hawkins is like, hey, man, I'm tired of being held down by the man and I'm losing. In. I, you know, I identify <laughs> with you guys. <laughs> let let me, you know yeah, what I mean? And he just tries to earn that. his way into yeah. the... Into the faction. I think that would be... You could do months of television. Oh, no. That would... Yeah. That would be easy <laughs> a year. If they became serious, it could be forever. Right? It could be forever. So, recently I saw Nia Jax on, like, Snapchat or Instagram yeah. uh, singing along with a Michael Jackson song. Okay. I would like to see Smooth Criminal Nia Jackson. Oh. Where she... <laughs> where she's her full size. Like, she's still a killer. Yeah. But she comes out dressed like Michael Jackson in Smooth Criminal. Yeah. And she doesn't have to do, like, the moonwalk DDT or any of that. She can't she Right, right. But, like, she's just constantly doing the Michael Jackson voice stuff. She's singing along. <laughs> she's coming out to probably Michael Jackson sounding music. Yeah. Because my best is there's not going to get the original one. Of course. But when people want to mess with her, then she's she just, like, just goes serious. And, and just, just, like, flings a hat. And... and, like, hits her toes or whatever. <laughs> and then fucks shit up. And she's still a killer. Yeah. Like, she's still... The, I mean, she's still a killer. Yes. But at the same time, um, she now has an interesting character besides either you don't love me, why can't I be your friend, so have pity on me, or you don't love me, why can't I be your friend, so I have to kill you. Yeah. Which that's, is currently... It's which really is fine, weird. but not forever. Yeah, man. And, and you should have something else. It seemed like she's she's already done like a couple of turns really fast yeah real fast so um I'm, I'm really afraid that she's just gonna end up being the female big show <laughs> who used to be amazing but he yeah. outlived sort of he did everything and, and then they said well we need you to help uh, did you ever watch Glow? yes the original Glow not the, the original Glow yes okay if you watch the documentary on it right the uh I forget her name Emily something 
Mountain Fiji. Yes. She talks about how they had a rule, which is interesting. They had a rule that she was never allowed to come down off her feet. She had to stay on her feet. Yeah. No one was allowed to knock her down. Nia Jax, they don't treat her like that. Yeah, they don't no. treat her like... No. I mean, so, right? And then if she does fall down... It right should be now, a huge, huge deal. Yeah, it should be but a huge deal. Like they treat her like just another... And part of it is the bigger wrestlers want to prove that they can do... All, everything, yeah, yeah. That the smaller wrestlers do. They want to be flippy-flippy and... I don't know, it's, yeah, every, sometimes I feel like, I mean, that style is great, I love watching that style, but sometimes it makes sense, like, uh, I remember the first time I saw Braun Strowman get knocked down, I was just like, what the hell are they doing? Right. (laughs) This guy's a mountain. It it should be everything to get him down to one knee. Yeah. And it should be huge, if he gets to one knee, it's like, oh my god. Wow, you did that? Yeah. You really did that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that should be a victory. Getting him down to one knee should be your moral victory. Right? Right? That's what I tell you. This is, this is, this is why they got to let us, let us start booking stuff. Well, uh, I'm ready. If people just want to wrestle in my conference room. You know what I mean? I'll tell you guys what the storyline is. <laughs> let's let's make it happen. Provo. Right? We can record it right here on the back book. So, when I was in college, and I know you got to go. Yeah. When I was in college... We had a dorm wrestling bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> and I would book it. There we go. Because I was the only one who knew how to use a computer. So I, would, <laughs> so, so I would book it, and then we'd take photos of people doing wrestling moves. Yes. Not, it wasn't video, because it predated uh, before video was invented. Right. And we'd take <laughs> photos of people. It was, it was like dial-up in those days. Okay. So it was like you'd have to spend a, lot, like a long time to download the yeah. photos. But it would be all the photos, like screenshots of a TV show, of oh, a wrestling wow. match. That's awesome. And then I would write both. Um, I would just write the everything. Uh, well, the uh, what do you call it? The commentator. So I'd yeah. be a straight man and go like that. And I'd just write this, and it would be shot for shot. Each would be like ten or fifteen yeah. uh, clips, and my buddies would each have a costume, and they all had characters. It's still on the internet somewhere. Oh and man! And they would uh, come together. It was. Hilarious! It was super good fun. <laughs> well, we gotta so find this. I'll, I'll Google it right now. We're on break. I'll show there we you. go. I'll right. see if it exists. I don't think it's. <laughs> I hope it doesn't exist. <laughs> Please. <laughs> it's much better in my memory than. Exactly. <laughs> well, uh, okay. So I guess this is the end of the conversation that you guys get to hear. We might keep talking and do some super cool, awesome shit that you guys aren't privy to. So when I get a Patreon, you guys will have to subscribe for that and give me money, silly marks. All right, (laughs) I'll see you guys later. Marcus, say something to him. Uh, Thank you very much for having me on. Uh, Goodbye. Yeah. Good night. There we go. Goodbye. And good night. Bang, bang. All right, what's up, guys? Uh, yeah, so we did the format a little bit different this week. I talked to my man Marcus Landsberg. Thanks again for being on the show. Um, I talked to him. We have that first. And so now we're going to get into the recap of the week and then maybe, like, a couple quick hits and thoughts uh, about wrestling, just random observations. Um, okay, so we'll just get right to it. Uh, starting off with Raw, uh, they did a recap of last week's main event. Um, they replay the line 
where uh, Rain says that he's going to beat Lesnar's ass. Uh, the show opens up. Reigns is coming down to the ring. Uh, Miami is making a lot of noise for Roman Reigns. Uh, there's just a lot of noise going on. So Miami's lively. They're, they're lit, as, as you say. Uh, Roman Reigns gives a shout-out to Bobby Lashley. Wants us to know, like, hey, I talked a lot of trash about old boy, but, like, old boy is kind of cool. Uh, respect. You know, he he really about this fighting shit, basically. Um, then he transitions and says, yo, I ain't got no respect for Brock Lesnar. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm, uh, F Lesnar, everybody that love him is basically uh, Reigns' sentiment here. He's like, yo... Brock Lesnar could pop up in the UFC and he could talk real spicy to Daniel Cormier, but he won't come down to my ring. He won't come down to my yard and talk spicy to me. So what's up? You know what I mean? I think, I think, uh, basically Reigns is out here saying like, yo, I ain't, I ain't got no respect for Brock Lesnar. And I think Brock Lesnar is pussy. So, um, it is what it is. That's how Reigns feels. Um, so, Heyman comes out, and he says Brock Lesnar gives his congratulations uh, to Reigns. And he says that the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting a different result. So it sounds like uh, Heyman and WWE are trolling us a little bit about giving us all these Reigns Lesnar matches. Uh, seems like the, they were uh, WWE was trolling all of us internet fans uh, quite a bit with this whole show. Um, anyway, uh, Heyman's like, "Yo, Lesnar gonna whoop that ass. He gonna go to the UFC, and then he gonna be a two sport champ because he gonna whoop that ass over there." And Lesnar is the greatest. So uh, Reigns is like, "Yo, shut up. I'm tired of this." Uh, Heyman tells tells him that Lesnar's here, but he's only going to come out if he feels like it. Um, Heyman says at SummerSlam, and then uh, Reigns cuts him off. He's like, at SummerSlam, what? He'll what? What's, what's Brock going to do? Right? And he says, I'll send Lesnar back to the UFC, but not as the beast. He'll be going back as Roman Reigns' bitch. Believe that. So it's like, oh, he really talking spicy. So you know it's you know it's serious, and they're really trying to get us to like Roman when they let him use bitch uh, in a promo. So uh, it wouldn't. I'm not even complaining. I actually like it. I think more wrestlers should call other people bitches. Like, cause if you fighting, like if you're you're to the point where you're beefing, and the only way to settle these beefs is by fighting. Like, I would imagine that more people would be getting called a bitch. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, we see Rollins in the locker room. He's putting on his earbuds. He's listening to some Data Remember or is it Parkway Drive? Uh, you know, just ready to burn it down is is what's going on there. Um, so he's he's facing Drew McIntyre later on in the show. Then we see. Uh, Ronda Rousey and Natty, uh, Natalia, they're shown Ronda's gonna be in Natty's corner later on, uh, as she fights Alicia, Alicia Fox, Foxy, 
Uh, next up, we have Finn Balor comes out to the ring. Uh, he's beefing with Baron Corbin still. Now, I pretty much thought that uh, it was a wrap. Like, he already beat Corbin. He beat him at the pay-per-view. Like, you know. But I guess they're trying to stretch this feud out. And seeing as how uh, Finn doesn't really fit into the IC title uh, picture right now. And um, they're just never going to let him get that uh, that rematch for his universal title, I guess. Um this, I guess, this is what he's got to do. He's got a feud with Corbin. Um, and Corbin is more prominent now. And, and now they have him, like, you know, with with Kurt Angle and stuff. So Corbin feels a little bit more important. So uh, it, I guess it, it makes sense. And there's, you know, there's some kind of reasoning for it. Uh, Corbin does have, like, a little bit of authority. So it's not like they're just fighting for no reason. Like there's there's there is some sort of reason. Like uh Baron has authority and he can affect Finn's career. So Finn's like, yo, let me fight you. I guess. <laughs> um uh, So yeah, so that's that's the match. Uh but before we get to the match, they take a break. We come back from the break. Uh Lesnar's backstage and Paul Heyman is like, Yo, did you hear what Rain said about you? And Here's where they're trolling us again. Lesnar says, no, I don't watch the show, Paul. Why would I watch the show? So uh, <laughs> they are, they are, they're really trolling us, man. All the people who get upset about Monday Night Raw being the same all the time, uh, they're sitting there, their heads are exploding. All the people complain about Lesnar not showing up and how Lesnar doesn't care about WWE. This is the episode where they're like, oh, you know what? You're right. <laughs> Lesnar doesn't care. Let's drive this home and make this the new storyline. Even though it's been storyline for a while, but people have been reacting like it's not. So I think I think that they were really just kind of making fun of those people. And those people uh, were really up in arms after this episode as well. So, um, yeah. Anyway, um, let's see here. Uh, after he tells us he doesn't watch the show, um, and WWE is getting their Takashi style troll on, uh, Heyman tries to show Lesnar what Reigns said. He's like, yo, I got it on my phone. Let me pull it up. And Lesnar's like, oh yeah, let me see that. And he tosses and destroys the phone. Uh, so Lesnar doesn't, doesn't really care about anything, uh, right now is the, is the message. Uh, Constable Corbin comes out. And Constable Corbin is basically corporate Kane now that Kane's a mayor. Congratulations to uh, to Glenn Jacobs, Mayor Kane. Um, Constable Corbin is corporate Kane. Uh, is there a rule that there has to be like some authority figure dude who wrestles in his uh, street attire, like his suit, basically? Um, because yeah like is that is that what we is that what we have to do now uh you know he has gear he still has gear it still works you could just uh, he could wear a shirt that says constable on it when he wrestles now anyway um finn's in control early uh corbin takes him down 
uh, but Finn's still battling back, and then he hops, he does his uh, flip dive, or he hops over the rope to the apron, and then uh, while he's out on the out on the apron, Corbin hits a big clothesline, huge bump on the apron by Balor, and then we go to break. Back from break, uh, the constable is in control, back and forth action. Uh, Corbin does that spot where he like slides out of the ring and then runs around the post and then slides back in and hits you. Like I, I personally love that spot. I think it's great. I always pop for it. Um, Finn hits his flip dive to the outside, uh, and then we go to another break. So this is a long form match. Uh, the first, the first match, and so it's, it's almost, it, it feels almost like they're giving it like pay per view length. It was actually like a really good match. It was actually a solid match. Pretty exciting. Uh, good stuff. Um, commentary the whole time though, uh, when they're not talking about uh, Finn and Corbin's feud, which mostly they're not. Uh, they are just really playing up the fact that Lesnar doesn't give a shit about WWE and WWE programming. They're like, oh, did you hear that? He doesn't even watch the show. Uh, you know, so there. Uh, so it's becoming, if if you weren't already privy to the fact that WWE is trying to make us hate Lesnar, uh, because by saying, like, Lesnar doesn't care about us and Lesnar doesn't care about the fans, if you didn't already know that's what they were doing, um, WWE is making sure you know tonight on tonight's show. They are really driving that shit home. Uh, so then, uh, let's see. They're still in the ring. Uh, Balor turns a choke slam into a roll-up in a cool spot. Um, Corbin kicks out. Uh, there was a there was a sling blade. Uh, then he goes to attack Corbin in the corner. Uh, but then Corbin hits like a choke slam backbreaker. Uh, they're still going back and forth. Uh, Finn hits like a spinning, like a DDT. Uh, he goes for the attack, and then uh, Corbin hits him with the deep six. Uh, then they're on the outside. Uh, it looks like a cameraman's in the way. Um, it, it was kind of weird, like, because Corbin tried to do that, that spot where he slides out again. He slid out, seemed like he bumped into a cameraman. He was just kind of in the mix there, kind of like, yo, get out of here. Uh, Finn does, like, that drop kick into the barricade. Um, sets him up for the coup de gras. Uh, looks like Finn's going to win. Uh, Corbin moves, Finn rolls through the coup de gras, uh, coup de gras uh, but then Corbin ends up hitting the end of days finisher, uh, so looks like this feud is going to continue, um, I guess, what, we're gonna see, it's gonna be Finn and Corbin at SummerSlam, like, I kinda don't wanna see that at SummerSlam, but, I don't know where else Finn would go. I don't know what else they're going to put Finn, in, Finn into. Like, there's there's no match that he fits into. So, if he's going to be on the card, most likely, it looks like we're going to get him versus Corbin. I So, uh, yeah, so it looks like uh, Finn versus Corbin at SummerSlam. I'm... Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm whatever about this match. Uh, but uh, it looks like they're trying to add some heat to it because after uh, 
after Constable Corbin picks up the win, uh, he comes back into the ring, uh, starts beating up on Finn. Uh, Finn fights back. Uh, Corbin tosses him to the outside, pins him against the barricade, uh, and then just starts hitting him with brutal punches. Looks like he, it almost looked like he legit knocked Finn out. Um, I'm, I'm like 950% sure that he did it, but it was just a good sell job by both guys, uh, on that spot. Um, backstage we see Heyman, he's trying to get a new phone. Kurt stops him and says, yo, Brock has to appear, uh, yep, that's how we, that's how we talk here. Uh, Brock has to appear in front of the crowd tonight. I'm tired of the BS, basically, is what Kurt is saying. And uh, Heyman says, like, yo, that's not my problem. That's your problem. And Kurt says, no, fam, it is your problem. I'm about to boss up right quick. Um, you're, <laughs> uh, you're under contract to the WWE. You have, a, you have a contract with Brock, but you're under contract to the WWE. And uh, I run that contract. So if you don't get your boy out here, then uh, you can go ahead and dip and we will never see you on WWE television again. If you like WWE, then you better get your boy out here, son. So that's basically where Kurt was at. He's like, I'm tired of this bullshit, bro. Like, I'm too, I got a broken freaking neck. I'm too old to fight Brock Lesnar. So, like, F it. <laughs> Kurt is like, yo, we, we making things happen. Y'all stressing me out. Um... So Heyman is kind of like, oh, all right, well, uh, I guess I guess we'll try to make this happen. So then uh, Raw does a little recap of the WWE Evolution pay-per-view announcement. Um, it's mad weird seeing uh, Nikki Cross like act all normal when we never see that. Um, but uh, I was I was I was watching something. Or I was listening to somebody on Chucks. I wish I could remember who it was so I could give them their cred. But uh, they were saying that basically it made sense to... Uh, Nikki Cross is probably going to be called up after uh, SummerSlam. Uh, she's probably going to be called up, hopefully, to SmackDown so she can join the rest of Sanity. Um, but yeah, she's probably going to get called up right after SummerSlam. Uh, but right now, she's a big part of... NXT and of the whole NXT uh, women's division and all all three brands are going to be represented uh, on WWE Evolution so uh, it kind of made sense because if you notice she was like right there in the front like she was in a really prominent spot um, whereas like Peyton Royce and Billy Kay have had more main roster screen time but they're SmackDown stars, and even though they were all on the on the same tour, they were on the stage, but they, they kept them a little bit further back. Zelina Vega, they kept her a little bit further back, but Nikki Cross was right there in the front. Uh, I don't believe that WWE did that just randomly. Uh, I feel like WWE is pretty calculated, uh, so they wanted Nikki Cross out there uh, so that we could see Nikki Cross and the people who do know about NXT, they be like, oh, what? And it's kind of like a dog whistle, like, yep, everyone's on this show, NXT too, so, um, just a, just a little note on Nikki Cross being there, I remember, I, I had some 
when I was watching Raw and they did the recap and I saw her up there again. I was like, oh, yeah. So uh, so there's that. Uh, backstage, we see after the after that video recap, we see Alicia Fox warming up. Uh, Alexa comes up and she says that Mickey is injured. Uh, so she picked Alicia Fox. She handpicked her to be in this match because Alexa Bliss is allowed to book all the women's division matches as because she's the champion. Um, I'm 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 kidding there, but I don't know. It was just weird. Like how how does how is she picking Alicia Fox to fight Natty? Like if if that say that match was booked previously, and then we find out that. Mickey is injured. Uh, why would Alexa get to pick who who faces Natty? Why wouldn't Natty get to just be like, oh, you know what? Your homegirl's out? Like, say Alexa delivers that message. Why wouldn't Natty just be like, oh, your homegirl's out? I, I, I decided to fight you then. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know. Um, and Alexa gets another random friend, another random ally. Uh... Who who just sticks by her side for no reason? That's kind of par for the course for Alexa, though. I'm like she just she just gets random allies. Um. Anyway. Uh, let's see here. So, uh, Foxy, uh, Alexa tells Foxy like, "Hey, you're you're gonna you're gonna be doing this. Don't worry." I've got Ronda. The champs got Ronda, right? So uh, Foxy does some crazy Foxy shit, uh, and it's like, yeah, like a cat, ah, and and uh, and they're gonna have a match. So uh, Natty comes out first, uh, then dun, 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 I don't give a damn about my reputation. Uh, big pop for Ronda Rousey, um, and then. Uh, when it's time for Alicia Fox to come out, Alexa comes out first because we need to get that big pop. Um, and then, and then Foxy. I always forget what Alicia Fox's music is. I don't, it's not even music. It's just like, I don't know what that is. It sounds like, it sounds like the music for like the local news, but on crack. Like if you like if you just like to if the if the music of the news just smoked a bunch of crack. Um anyway. Uh hopefully there's uh one another note. Hopefully we get the women's tag titles uh are a thing and Alicia Fox partners with someone and uh gets out of this enhan- enhancement talent role that she kinda has right now. Because I feel like she, uh, like, I feel like that crazy character that she had, like, Alicia, uh, Alicia Fox is pretty good in the ring. Um, and then that crazy character that she has, too, I feel like it could be, like, really fun. Like, uh, like, imagine Alicia Fox and that crazy character that she has tagging with Ember Moon. And like Ember Moon being serious and being the war goddess, it could be like a female version of Head Cheese, uh, but with Ember Moon being taken more seriously than Steve Blackman, uh, you know they could they could actually be like challengers for those titles. Like I, I could see them winning titles. You know what I mean? 
Some like uh, I don't know. I I think I think we've got something there. Alicia Fox tag teaming with Ember Moon. I think there's potential for all kinds of fun to be had. Uh, all right, so uh, back to the match. Uh, Natty and uh, Natty and Alicia Fox are are going at it. Um, Natty starts running to the ropes and almost eats shit. Like it was almost like really bad, uh, but she just powered through. And then she did her spot where she runs and like steps on the on the girl's head or whatever. Um, then uh, let's see here, Foxy, uh, back and forth match. Uh, not uh, Foxy. She runs at Rhonda and and kicks at her. So Rhonda hops up on the apron. She's trying to she's trying to get at her. Uh, the referee is holding Rhonda back, so the referee is distracted. Alexa, Alexa Bliss with a big punch to Natty. Uh, Natty is kind of stunned. She turns around into a boot from Foxy, and uh, that's the that's the one, two, three. Um, Rhonda is just kind of like, you know what, fuck this, and she runs after Bliss. Uh, after the match in the ring boom uh judo throw on bliss uh she tries to lock in an arm bar foxy attacks rousey uh rousey does that f5 looking move uh that she has screw uh, just beats down foxy and then she goes after bliss uh bliss is trying to run away she catches her uh and then foxy pops up and attack uh challenge or attacks uh, Rhonda, and she tosses Rhonda into the barricade a couple times, so Foxy is looking like a boss, um, she's, Foxy is with the shits, um, so it looks like Foxy is, is stepping in for Mickey as, as Alexa's new henchman, I, I think it would be funny if they just, like, switched, uh, if they just switched Alexa's henchman every week. And it's like, oh, now it's Dana Brooke. Oh, now it's so-and-so. But, um, anyway, uh, let's see here. Backstage, we get Paul Heyman again. So now Paul Heyman is panicking, uh, cause he doesn't want to lose his job with WWE. And, uh, he's trying to convince Lesnar, like, hey, well, man, why don't you come out? And, uh, Brock Lesnar's like, hey, uh, you know, you're starting to get under my skin. Um, I don't care about the WWE, don't care about the WWE universe, so, uh, so they are, it, at this point, it sounds like Brock Lesnar is just, like, reading off some hurt, uh, smart fans tweet, and just like, yeah, that's right, <laughs> I don't care, uh, so, uh, let's see here, um, oh, then he tells Heyman to get him a steak, and he says, I want it medium well, so, uh, we can, that's just further confirmation, Brock Lesnar doesn't give a shit about shit, he eats his steaks medium well, uh, let's see here, they, there's an announcement of the Boss and Hug connection versus the Riot Squad tonight, and, uh, they let us know that Elias is coming up next after the break, uh, backstage, 
Rhonda bumps into Kurt, and she's basically begging for a fight. She's like, yo, I need, like, I'm back from suspension, thank you, but now I need to fight. Uh, so, Kurt books Ronda Rousey versus Alicia Fox for next Monday, uh, and Ronda's first match on Raw. So, Ronda's like, bet, I'm with it, let's go. Uh, Elias is in the ring next. Uh, he just starts going off on the guitar. Um, and then he asks us who wants to walk with Elias. Um, he tells us that he beat out some of the top artists, including Taylor Swift. Amen. Um, and he says he could have beat Drake, which is true. Um, but, you know, things happen. Drake had to drop the he had to drop that video. Really, what we need is for Eli, uh, for Eli, for Elias, uh, to to holla at Shiggy, and we just need one of these. We need one of Elias's songs to get a Shiggy challenge, and then it's a wrap. So, you know, it's like Elias, will you walk with me by my side? And anyway, um, <laughs> pause. Uh, Lashley interrupts uh, Elias and uh, oh, he said no. He said he could have interrupted or he could have beat Drake, but uh, but Lashley interrupted him. So it's Lashley's fault that we didn't get that. Lashley and Shiggy, uh, and so he says he doesn't know why Elias or why Lashley was in such a hurry to lose the reins. Um, and then that's when Lashley interrupts Elias again. Uh, Lashley comes down, says he's a big fan. Um, and Elias says, hey, man, I know what this is. I know what you want. I know what you're trying to do. Uh, you want to sing with Elias. Uh, so he said, I'm going to keep it slow and simple, just like you. So uh, he starts playing Rock and Robin. And Lashley actually starts singing. Uh, and then that's when Elias is like, yo, you're, you're screwing it up. He hits him with the guitar. Uh, and Lashley fights him off. Uh, and then that's also one thing that I noticed in, in their little exchange here. That's how you know how tight Lashley's hat is. Uh, because he... Hit some moves on old boy. I think even like a like he tossed him. Pause, and like that hat never came off. So you know, do with that what you will. <laughs> Let's see here. Lashley, uh, Lashley did well in the feud against Reigns. Um, he started to get crowd reactions. People were rocking with him a little bit, but. That was more so he was getting reactions because he was against Reigns. Lashley, like, with a, with a certain segment of the fans, he's over because, uh, like, we know what he can do in the ring. We like Lashley. Uh, he's still living off that last good run that he had in Impact. Uh, but for the other fans, it's just like, yo, who's this big dude? Yeah, but with with Lashley, it's just kind of like, yo, who's this big dude? Uh, What's going on? Why should we care? 
Uh, it's just kind of weird. But, uh, and he hasn't really had a good feud yet, except for the Reigns thing. And that, that was short. So, we, we still need some help with Lashley. So, uh, he came out here against Elias. He wasn't going to get any, wasn't going to get a lot of love. Elias is, uh, is over. Elias is over. Um, so we'll, we'll see. Um... I, I guess that's that's the the best thing that they can do for Lashley right now until he gets over himself is just put him in there with somebody who's going to get a reaction and then have them heal on Lashley so that he can he can come through because like nobody cared when he came out but by the end of everything after Elias attacked him and then Lashley fought back and was able to do like some you know show off some feats of strength a little bit uh, by the end of that, like, he was getting cheers from the crowd, so, it looks like that's, that's what they're gonna try to do to, to, to get Lashley over, is have him go against somebody who gets a reaction, um, let him do what he does in the ring, because he's good there, and then hope that that gets him over, uh, so, we'll see, we'll see how that works. I don't know, maybe if he had an advocate. <laughs> so what happens next? Um, okay. We see uh, Kevin Owens. He bumps into the constable, Corbin, backstage. Uh, KO tells Corbin, he's like, hey, you're my kid's favorite wrestler now. Uh, he, walks around the, he walks around the house in a vest and dress shirt. It's great. So, uh, KO is, KO is gold. Um, he's concerned with the Lesnar situation and he's afraid that Strowman, uh, might cash in before their match. And then, you know, then their match isn't for the briefcase and their match is for nothing. He's just fighting, he's just fighting Corbin for no reason, or he's fighting, uh, what, uh, Strowman for no reason. Cause like, what if Strowman cashes in? And then loses the match, and then KO just has to fight him, and it's not for the briefcase, and he's not the champion, so, like, it's just, you're just getting beat up just because. KO's already done that. Anyway, um, Corbin lets KO know. He's like, hey, we'll see. I'll see what I can do about it. Uh, But Lesnar is Kurt's problem, and until... Kevin Owens wins at SummerSlam, it's still Braun's contract. So, KO's like, alright, well, whatever, man. Uh, Strowman is out next. Uh, he's going against Jinder Mahal. Uh, so, Strowman uh, is tossing Jinder Mahal all around the ring. He's beating them up. KO shows up. Uh... And he jacks the briefcase, uh, the Money in the Bank briefcase. Um, he's running from Strowman. He tosses the case, so Strowman gets it back. Uh, Strowman has the case, and he's chasing after KO and ends up losing by countout. So that was mostly just to show us that, hey, if this happens at SummerSlam, then Kevin Owens wins the briefcase. And also a stat establishing the fact that KO is probably going to be squirrely in the match because he can't 
beat Strowman physically, so he's got to be squirrely, and he's got to try some underhanded shit, like, to get Strowman counted out uh, to win the case. So basically, that's the point that they're trying to drive home with us in this match, and uh, I don't know, man. I like Strowman. I like KO. I'm not too sold on this feud, but I don't know, I like both of them, so with their, I don't know, I guess it's, I guess it's kind of working on me, we'll see, uh, let's see, what happens next, um, Corbin, or, uh, yeah, Corbin shows up, uh, with Kurt, he gives him the phone, um, he's like, yo, somebody wants to talk, and Kurt's like, okay, yeah, I know, it's Steph, and he's like, yeah, Steph, I know you want to protect this, uh, SummerSlam main event, and then they kind of go to break, and you're like, all right, what's, what's going on, uh, back from break, backstage, Mojo Rowley, uh, walks into the locker room, says he's been running through the roster, which, I don't know what the hell he's talking about, uh, he beat up No Way Jose a couple times, uh, made fun of a guy dressed as a cheeseburger, who wasn't even cheeseburger, um, and then he, uh, he beat up Tyler Breeze, but then Tyler Breeze showed up at NXT and was going against Adam Cole, so, uh, I think Tyler Breeze got the better end of that deal, um, yeah, so he's, uh, it, it's a bunch of the lower card guys, Zack Ryder's in there, uh, Heath Slater, Rhino, uh, my man, Mike Bennett, or Mike Canellis, Mike Bennett was there on his phone, um, so it was, it was good to see him on TV, I hope that one day they do something with him, or he goes back to Ring of Honor, um, or even Impact, you can go back to Impact, uh, but, uh, but yeah, so Raleigh says he's been running through the roster, um, this, that, and the third, uh, Bobby Roode comes out there, and like, man, why are you talking all that Yang, uh, and they get into a fight, uh, it was pretty cool, if you follow Mike Kanellis or Mike Bennett on social media, he had, he actually had his phone out and actually recorded, when it happened, so he, uh, he posted that to social media, so that was kind of cool, little peek behind the curtain, got to see the fight, uh, then they, let's see here, then, uh, after that, uh, Titus Worldwide comes out to the ring, um, and then AOP comes out next, so it's a singles match, Akam versus Apollo, so, Titus Worldwide and AOP is officially a feud. Uh, we had that interaction last week, and now we're having singles matches between the members of the team. So, uh, Titus Worldwide versus AOP coming to a SummerSlam pre-show near you, if if all if uh, if things stay true to form. Um, Apollo Cruz. Uh, gets just tossed, but uh, 
but then he comes back. He starts hitting, uh, starts hitting Akam with some kicks, uh, step up in Zaguri, then a standing moonsault. Uh, Akam runs into the post, and then Cruz gets a roll up, and Cruz wins. So that's crazy. Uh, I'm a little bit conflicted because Apollo Cruz is fire, Uha Nation. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but he's uh, and he's been under he's been underutilized on the main roster for a while now. Uh, actually, they I feel like they screwed him over in NXT. He should have been. Uh, he could have done a whole lot more in NXT before he came to the main roster, but they just like kind of rushed him through there and and had him on the main roster and now we're we're just doing what we're doing here. Um but with all that being said, AOP should be monsters. Uh they should be getting a huge push. So I'm just a little bit conflicted by the whole situation here. It's just a little bit weird. Um I don't know, man, the 50-50 booking but uh, but I'm glad that there's something happening for Titus Worldwide because they, they deserve something, you know. Uh, let's see. Uh, Seth Rollins, burn it down! Uh, Seth Rollins comes out next. Uh, then Dolph Ziggler's music hits. Uh, then Drew McIntyre's music hits. Uh, Dolph is a new man with with Drew around, pause, uh, he, he means something, he's important to the show, uh, I'm here for it, and he seems, like, rejuvenated, reinvigorated, uh, match starts off, uh, Seth trying to outquick Drew McIntyre, uh, and then Drew has, like, Seth in position for, like, a fallaway slam, but then hoist Rollins up for like a suplex from there. It was super impressive. Um, Rollins goes for a suicide dive, but Drew catches him, spine buster, uh, into the barricade, then a slingshot into the steel under the ring. Um, we go to a break. Back from the break, uh, Rollins kicks Drew off the apron, hits two suicide dives, uh, then there's like a couple of counter counters back and forth. Then Rollins does like a tilt a whirl into a Falcon Arrow. That was super fire. I've never seen that before. Uh, Drew hits a spine buster. Rollins kicks out. Um, cool sequence where Drew like ducks a kick, picks up Rollins for a power bomb. Uh, Rollins does a Hurricane Rana. Um, then uh, after that. Drew McIntyre does like the white noise off the second rope. Rollins hits the stomp on Drew, and then Dolph runs in for the attack. Um, match ends in a DQ. Um, Seth is fighting back, uh, knocks Ziggler out of the ring, suicide dive, uh, and that's and and then Seth kind of like gets away from them and lives to fight another day because he doesn't want to do that two-on-one mess. Uh, Kurt approaches Roman Reigns backstage. Roman's in, is just kind of chilling. Uh, he tells him, hey, look, man, I don't want to do this, but Steph is making me remove you from the building. And Reigns is like, are you serious, bro? Like, 
you were a fighter like me, man. Like, we were in the same position, and now, like, you're letting them push you around? Like, what the hell? And um, Kurt just, he's like, yo, I'm sorry, bro, but this is what it is. Uh, Corbin is pretty happy about it. He looks he looks pretty stoked. And so on his way out, um, the, the police show up for Reigns to take him out of the building. On his way out, he pops Corbin in the mouth uh and and then rolls out uh charlie caruso is in the ring looking like a snack uh and like a whole meal actually like a meal and probably dessert anyway um she interviews the b team uh bo tells us that the b and b team stands for dream because spelling is not important uh they think their B teammates, which I guess are us in the WWE universe. Uh, Axel was like, yo, I don't understand why the, the leaders attacked us. Uh, Matt and Bray then appear. Uh, they say the B team success is an anomaly. Uh, Bray says that dreams are fleeting, but nightmares are forever. Uh, Matt's like, hey, man, you guys are going to get deleted. Uh, then we hear, I go hard all day, all night. So, say yeah. Uh, the, oh, yeah, so I I guess I scared my dog. He's not a fan. Relax. He's not a fan of the revival. Um, they come down to the ring and they remind us that they beat Lashley and Reigns. Uh, in, in a tag team action last time they were on TV. Reminding us that they're the top guys. Um, so then a big schmoz breaks out. Uh, everybody starts fighting. The B team kind of slides out of the ring, actually. Uh, so it's more like the top guys and the deleters. Um, and then... Looks like they're probably going to have, like, a triple threat tag team title match or something like that. Um, I just hope it's not on the SummerSlam pre-show. But now, like, if you've seen Matt Hardy's Twitter uh, this week, he's been kind of thanking all the fans and stuff like that. So who knows? Um, It looks like unless he's working us, which I don't think he is, um, looks like he's probably not going to be around too much longer. Which, I mean, it just makes sense. He's been doing this for for years now, like over 20 years. So, had a long career, and with the type of style that he works, I'm, I'm surprised he's lasted this long, but pleasantly surprised and happy. Uh, and, you know, thank you, for, thank you for the memories, Matt. We are all still broken. Uh, during the break... There is a match made. Uh, so Kurt Angle gets Chandler's his inner Teddy Long. And we have a tag team match player. Uh, the leaders versus the top guys with the B team on commentary. Uh, Bo lets us know uh, that the B and B team stands for whatever we want. So thanks for clearing that up, Bo. Uh, top guys are controlling the match. Uh, Bo says he doesn't like fists over flips. 
but he likes fists when they are his own pause. Uh, so here's an idea. Let Bo talk more. Let's just keep doing that because this is hilarious. Uh, Corey Graves with a nice little shout out on commentary. Uh, he talks about uh, he drops the line uh, about being a Frank with a, a Frank being a tank with a Ferrari engine. If you guys remember the old NXT game show format, you will remember that one Husky Harris, aka Bray Wyatt, uh, used that in his uh, used that in his promo. So that's cool. Uh, let's see what else do we have here. Uh, we got a backstage interview. Uh, Seth Rollins. Oh, uh, the. The uh, the top guys get the win, by the way. Um, we have a backstage interview. Seth Rollins uh, talking with Renee Young. Uh, and and while that's going on, as soon as uh, as soon as that pops off, then. Uh, Drew and Dolph end up attacking Seth Rollins. So so that's interesting. Um So it looks like uh, Seth is going to need some help trying to trying to fight these guys off for leading up to SummerSlam. So I don't know if he uh, I don't know if he's going to enlist Finn by his side or if we are waiting for a certain good brother. If you if you know if you know my man's last name in outside of kayfabe, then then you get the shout out. But if we're waiting for a certain shield brother to show up and and have Seth's back and then turn on him at SummerSlam, I think that would be amazing. Uh, I hope that's what's happening. I hope that's what we're leading to. Um, Riot Squad is out next after the after the beatdown on Seth. Uh, Sasha's music hits, um, and then Bailey comes out. They have matching gear and everything. Boss and Hug Connection is a thing. Uh, they are showing good chemistry. They're actually a a dope tag team. Um, they both hit knees on Sarah Logan, uh, and then we go to a break. Uh, back from break, Wyatt the Wyatt. Wyatt, we're hunting wabbits. All right, uh, Riot Squad is in control. Uh, also, Liv Morgan is like really improved in the ring. Like she's gotten a whole lot better. Uh, she's still she's no, you know, natty, but she is a whole lot better. Uh, Bailey tags back in to the match. Um, and Sasha hits a backstabber, and that goes into the uh, belly to Bailey, Bailey to belly uh, suplex, and that's a fire tag team finisher. I saw Kathy Kelly on Twitter. Uh, they were looking for a name for that finisher, and Kathy Kelly said, "Need a hug? Like need? Like I just need you in the face? Need a hug?" So I thought that was awesome. Uh, I think that's I think that's a fire name 
And they should keep that. Need a hug? Boom. They set her up for the need a hug. It's boss time. Not, but, uh, <laughs> so, um, give us those, give us those women's tag team titles already, man. They, they're too good and we, we need them to be the tag champs. We need the boss and hug connection to be tag champs. Uh, let's see here. Heyman is backstage and he finally just breaks down and he tells Lesnar, like, look, man, I need you to go out there so I can keep my job. Um, Lesnar snatches him up and he's like, yo, we aren't friends. You work for me. Go out there and do your job. So, uh, Kurt and Baron Corbin come down to the ring. Um, Kurt is like, yo, I gave you the entire show to produce Brock Lesnar. There's no Brock. Come on out, guys. Uh, Paul Heyman comes out. The crowd is chanting, na, 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 na. Hey, 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 goodbye. Uh, and Heyman tells us that Lesnar is not coming out. Uh, Kurt says, enough. Um, and he says that Brock is the worst universal champ of all time. Heyman agrees. Heyman said that he tried to mold Lesnar into Kurt's image. Uh, but Brock won't listen to or respect anyone. Kurt is like, cut the BS, bro. Um, and Heyman's like, yo, I tried. I tried to get him out of here. I, I don't know what's going on. Uh, Kurt's like, you're fired. Get out of here. Um, Heyman is like literally crawling on the on the ring, on the floor of the ring, like trying to grab Kurt's leg and ankle and like just like, hey, man, please. And then Lesnar's music hits. Lesnar's music hits and Heyman jumps up and is like, yeah. He looks smug now. He's all like, yeah, what's good? Lesnar out here. What's popping? Um, Lesnar asks Kurt if he has a problem. Doesn't wait for an answer. Hits him with the F5. Corbin is like, I don't want no smoke. Gets the hell out of Dodge. Uh, Brock grabs Heyman and starts choking him out. The crowd's chanting for Roman. And that's basically how the show ends. So it looks like uh, looks like Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar's relationship is done. I am still, I don't know, man. Like, I think it would be cool and it would be interesting if uh, maybe we had, uh, at SummerSlam, we had Heyman... Uh, I don't know, maybe at SummerSlam if we had Heyman, like, no, nobody shows up in anyone's corner, and it's just like a straight-up one-on-one match, and then Heyman comes out towards the end, uh, after, uh, he comes out towards the end of the match, and he introduces KO for a cash-in. Or, like, introduces Braun for a cash-in. But the thing is, like, I don't think Braun or KO need Heyman. Um, And then Lashley. I don't know, maybe he shows up with Lashley on Monday night. 
just no Heyman at SummerSlam. No Heyman at SummerSlam. And then Monday night, whoever the new champ is, Lashley comes out to attack. And then at the end of the attack, Heyman comes out clapping his hands and said he says he wants to introduce us to his new client. Like that, I think that would be fire. Um, But what I expect to happen is Roman to win at SummerSlam and Paul Heyman to come out at some point during the match and there's the swerve and Roman's the new Heyman guy. But then also at the same time, like I I don't know if they're going to do that because Heyman is associated with heels usually and I don't know if they're going to give us that heel turn with Roman. So SummerSlam is is very interesting. I'm just I'm just looking forward to it and waiting to see what's going to happen. Next up, SmackDown. Renee Young uh, sh- starts off the show. She's in the ring. Uh, she welcomes the number one contender for the women's title, Becky Lynch. Uh, Becky says that she hasn't had a title match since WrestleMania 33. Uh, she'll fight to be a champ again. Uh, she's going to walk into Evolution as the SmackDown Live women's champ. Uh, Carmella interrupts. Mella is money. And she says, normally... She'd make up an excuse for her loss, but uh, that's not going to be the case tonight. Uh, Says Becky beat her fair and square. Uh, Says that she deserves it. Mella says that they're going to be part of the first women's pay-per-view. Says that she's been a bad example and they should be building each other up instead of tearing each other down. Uh, she says that it comes from jealousy, says NXT told her she'd only be a manager and uh, says Becky was always ahead of her. Uh, Becky was the first draft pick. Mella was the last. Uh, she says that the WWE Universe loves Becky, uh, but they think she says the WWE Universe loves Becky, uh, but they think that she doesn't deserve the the title. Uh, she says that there's legends that are hating on her, um, but she's still excited for SummerSlam, and she says that they'll kill it. Uh, she wishes Becky luck. Uh, she goes for a handshake, and then Ellsworth music hits, and they're like, what the hell? And then that's when Mella attacks. Uh, she's setting up Becky for a DDT on a chair, uh, but then Charlotte runs down. Uh, the ring for the down to the ring for the save, uh, and and uh, she attacks she attacks Mella clears her out and and we're good to go there. Uh, Samoa Joe has a personal message for AJ. Uh, Hardy will confront Orton. Wasn't Jeff Hardy supposed to be like taking some time off? Um, so those are those are announced for later in the night. Uh, the Usos backstage. Uh, they welcome the bar to the Uso Penitentiary, and the match is next. Uh, backstage, Paige says that she uh, she was like, "Hey man, like what the hell, Mella? Like I believed you, and then and then you you hit us with the swerve." Um, and Mella's like, yeah, well, I already have the odds against me. 
and uh, and Paige is like, well, you know what? You starting that shit with Charlotte. Um, Charlotte's gonna you're gonna you're gonna fight Charlotte tonight, and if Charlotte wins, then Charlotte's gonna be in the title match that you have with Becky Lynch, um, and. Mella got a got a nice shot in there at Paige. She was like, "Yeah, I'm something that you'll never be again." So she got a she got a shot in there. I'm something that you'll never be again, and that's the champion. Uh, so I was just like, "Oh, okay." Uh, let's see here. Next up, uh, the Usos come out first before the match starts. Uh, the New Day comes down to the ring. Um, they have their own announce table, so the New Day is going to be on commentary. Um, matches back and forth uh, to start uh, they go to a break they come back and basically the bar wins the match uh, next up Samoa Joe delivers his message has a pretty strong promo calling out AJ Styles uh, so I'm, I'm ready to see I'm ready to see this feud I'm there i i feel like they are going to have potential to steal the show with their match um i think the the dream match kind of vibe that we were expecting from nakamura and aj uh i think that samoa joe and aj will come closer to that i i feel like they are more able to deliver their best type of match in wwe than uh, Nakamura and AJ were. I, I think there's a little bit too many restrictions that Nakamura and AJ couldn't give us that that strong style type classic because that's just not WWE style. But I feel that what AJ and Samoa Joe can do, um, that fits in the WWE style a whole lot better. Uh, let's see here. Hardy. Uh, Hardy calls out Randy Orton after that. Um, Orton comes down and and basically kills the beatdown. Uh, again, Orton beats up Jeff Hardy and he's... Uh, Heel Orton is is just hitting on all cylinders right now. Heel Orton is killing it. Uh, Let's see here. We get a backstage uh, little interview with Becky. And Becky isn't really thrilled with, uh, with Charlotte potentially being added to her title match. I said in my conversation with with Marcus uh, earlier in the show um, that... This might be the most interesting, uh, the interesting thing to me leading into SummerSlam. Um, Becky, this whole redemption story that she's been on, uh, fighting her way back to getting in the title contention and then, um, and then finally, uh, you know, find her way back in the title contention and then finally getting her title match and then all of a sudden like her best friend just kinda gets thrown into the match. Like this is this is some interesting stuff. This is some good booking. I feel like I don't 
um, like, like long form storytelling. I don't think that it's on purpose. I feel like they kind of lucked into this, uh, but they are, they are definitely doing it justice now that they're, now that, now that it's here. Like Becky is, is selling it really well. Um, let's see here. Vega versus Lana is uh is next so Zelina Vega and Lana are actually having a match um they were going back and forth on Twitter throughout the week last week uh so it's nice to see it actually lead to a match that we see on TV and not like on main event or superstars do they still have superstars or is it or was it main event that was canceled anyway um let's see here uh, Vega, uh, Zelina Vega wins, um, she wins the match, uh, then there's a Bludgeon Brothers promo after that, uh, basically they just tell us that they're ready for anybody, which, okay, (laughs) uh, let's see here, Daniel Bryan is out next, uh, and then um, backstage, we see Aiden English apologizing to Lana. Um, and then Lana says that she could have used Rusev. Um, at Rusev is like, "Yo, man, this is stupid." And then she's like, "Oh, I could have used you out there, Rusev. You just you're just thinking about like us not good for you. What about you being there for us?" So we'll see what's what's happening there. I mean, they're not going to break up Lana and Rusev again, so I don't know. Uh, Daniel Bryan comes out to the ring, says that Miz, uh, Miz talked a lot of trash because he thought Bryan wouldn't get cleared. Uh, Bryan's like, I'm clear now. I want to punch you in the face. What's good, Miz? I want all the smoke. Uh, Miz is like, hey, man, I'm on the set of my show. Uh, Bryan is like, yo, you pussy. And then Miz is like, uh, he says, hey, no, you want to be locked in conflict with me. You don't really want to smoke. You just want to be locked in conflict with me because that helps your career. He said, I made you famous. Uh, Brian says that, like, yo, I don't know what you're talking about. You out here trying to do these movies and be a wrestler. Well, uh, you're not the rock. And you never will be. Heck, you're not even going to be John Cena. And then uh, he's like, you're not a good wrestler because you're too soft. Uh, He's like, I challenge you to a match at SummerSlam. The Miz is like, hey, man, the Yes Movement is over. Uh, Why don't you let your contract expire and go back to the Indies? Uh, Miz calls Brian a baby and then uh, just shows a bunch of crying babies on the screen. Uh, Mella and Charlotte is next main event. Uh, Charlotte comes out first uh, backstage. Mella gets a little interview and she says the real tea is that Becky is rooting against Charlotte. So Mella, the heel, kind of pointing out the the storyline there. So they they brought it up. So it's definitely something that's happening. So we'll see. Will this be a Charlotte turn 
at SummerSlam? Or will Becky turn? Like, Charlotte wins and then Becky just attacks her out of frustration. That that could be that could be fire. Straight fire. Um So let's see here. Charlotte comes out first. Um Oh yeah. Uh so they're doing the they have the match. It's kinda it's kinda back and forth. Charlotte seemed like she was a little bit of a step off. Uh I know she's been out of the ring for a little bit, but I mean, I don't know. It also could be that Mella was her opponent. Who knows? Uh, uh, Charlotte goes for a moonsault off the top rope. Mella gets her boots up. Uh, Mella with a head scissors outside. um, Tosses Charlotte into the timekeeper area. Charlotte beats the count. Charlotte hits a moonsault off the barricade. Uh, Charlotte hits natural selection. Mella kicks out. Uh, Mella hits her super kick. Charlotte kicks out. Uh, Mella tries to lock in the figure four, and Charlotte rolls through that into the figure eight. Mella taps out. Charlotte wins, and she's in the SummerSlam match. And Becky Lynch is watching us backstage, looking pissed. And that's how we end the show. Uh, Summer uh, SummerSlam SmackDown was a good show this week, better than Raw. Um, like it is pretty much every week. I'd say that the MVP of SmackDown was Becky Lynch. Uh, the facial expressions that she was given to all the Charlotte stuff, just everything that was going on there was perfect. It was spot on. Good job. Uh, next up, NXT. So you have a recap of last week's main event. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa is our new champion. Uh, show opens up. Heavy Machinery is out first. They're against the Mighty. I'm glad that my guys, uh, the Mighty Don't Kneel, dropped that whole TM61 shit because, I don't know, it just sounded weird like robot parts. Uh, let's see here. And I know 61 is like the country code and TM stands for the Mighty, but like, I don't know, TM61 just doesn't sound as cool as TMDK. And if you're going to. If you can't use the Mighty Don't Kneel, then the Mighty works. Let's just do that. Um, the Mighty are in control on heavy machinery. Back and forth. Uh, action. Then Tucker Knight does a rolling cannonball off the apron. Uh, the Mighty end up taking over again. But then Street Profits, their music hits. Uh, they come out into the crowd and they're partying it up uh this distracts the mighty and heavy machinery gets the win uh mustache mountain big strong boys pause are out next um they're up against some jobbers uh bait like totally tyler bait totally outclasses random jobber man um hits him with bop and bang um then uh, the jobber man kicks uh, Trent Seven's leg, injured uh, injured knee, that is. Uh, but Trent Seven ends up bouncing back. Um, tags in Tyler Bate. Tyler Bate hits a shooting star press. Uh, tag team combo, knee drop, burning hammer combo. Uh, 
Mustache Mountain wins. Post-match promo, Seven says that they're back. Uh, apologizes for their last tag team match. They talk to Regal. Tyler Bates says, uh, Undisputed Era tried to tear us apart. Um, says he threw in the towel because Trent Seven's health means the world to him. Uh, Mustache Mountain has invoked their rematch clause, and it will be Mustache Mountain and Undisputed Era at TakeOver Brooklyn. So that's going to be fire. The crowd's going to go nuts. This is awesome chant before anything starts, most likely. Uh, And then hopefully somehow that leads to issues, more issues between British Strong Style and uh, Undisputed Era. And let's let's get war games popping. Let's get something at war games. Um, E. C3 is out next. Um I really look I really dig how he comes out to the ring like singing along with his theme song and and all that. I am the top top 1%. Um his he he just knows his character, man. He knows what's going on. Um Kona Reeves comes out and and I miss from TNA when he had the whoa, 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 whoa. like you know trouble 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 like so if we can't have that song and have like the the crowd participation that he would start on that it's good that he's uh finding a way to sing along to this one and and find some kind of way to get us into that because EC3 pure entertainment uh Kona Reeves the finest comes out next EC3 is in control uh, Reeves is able to turn the tide uh, up against the ropes uh, EC3 then takes over the match again but then the Velveteen Dream comes out and Dream says that they can talk about Royal Albert Hall uh, but he has come uh, they can talk about that later, but he says uh, he has to come to the Dreams World. Uh, Reeves hits the Hawaiian drop. EC3 kicks out. Um, Reeves is trash talking. Uh, EC3 hits the one percenter. Uh, EC3 with the win backstage. EC3 says he's the best here, there, and anywhere, and he'll take a Velveteen up on his invitation. So it's going down at takeover Candice LeRae is out next uh she's up against Shayna Baszler um I don't know why I thought that they'd save this match um you know after the after the interaction that they had um maybe Kyrie Sane loses to Baszler and then Candice LeRae would be the next challenger but I don't know with everything with the way everything's changing up with this with and with WWE Evolution coming up, I don't know, maybe Basler is headed to the main roster sooner rather than later, and we could see the coronation of Kyrie Sane at TakeOver. Um, Ember Moon didn't have a very long run as NXT Women's Champ and at the top of the division before she got called up to the main roster, so... Uh, Maybe that's something that we're about to see. And then Kyrie Sane's been around for a while. Like, 
it's almost felt like she was supposed to have already been the champ. So, I don't know. Um, let's see here. Uh, so Candice LeRae and Shayna Baszler had a pretty, uh, pretty crazy match. Um, Candice brings the fight right to Shayna off the top, just off, off rip, um, runs to the corner. Uh, Shayna ends up dumping her outside. Uh, Shayna's working the arm. Uh, Candice is fighting back and she's doing this with one arm. So she's got that ultimate underdog, uh, Steve's just like just like Johnny wrestling uh Baz uh let's see Candice is on the top uh and and uh she's she's fighting back with one arm Candice on top she hits a move uh Shayna kicks out uh Candice goes for a suicide dive then a diving DDT from the top rope Shayna kicks out again. Candice up top again. Uh, Shayna meets her up top. They fight up top. Uh, and then they fall off uh, the top rope. Uh, they land in the uh, the Kirakuda clutch. Uh, LeRae gets to the ropes. Small package. Uh, Shayna hits an elbow and then locks in the submission. Or uh no, uh Lion Salt by Candace. That's getting that's missed. Shayna hits elbow and then locks in the submission. Shayna wins. Uh and then she attacks Candace after the match, locks it in again. Kyrie Sane comes down uh for the save. Uh the refs uh kind of breaking it up, keeping them the refs breaking it up, keeping them apart. Uh and uh and that's uh, Kyrie is checking on Candice. Uh, Shayna comes back and kicks Kyrie, uh, and Kyrie is about that action. So she's uh, she's trying to fight, and they they break it up again. Um, she's way more intense these past few weeks, so it's fire. Like the the whole pirate, like she still has the whole pirate gimmick, but now she's she's uh, she's she's coming through with that fire. Like she ran out to make the save, and she was wearing a leather jacket, so. There's there's that. <laughs> um, let's see here. Uh, William Regal is back, and he announces Ricochet versus Adam Cole uh, for the uh, United or for the North American Championship, and EC3 versus Velveteen Dream for Takeover. Uh, Champa comes out next he talks to the belt says that they deserve each other uh this is his nxt now uh he says he only needed one chance and he's a man of his word um the heat is through the roof the fans are upset uh says he looks great with the title uh he walks up over to this old lady uh he says i i'm your nxt champion he says the icing on the cake is Johnny Gargano again proved himself to be a failure. Uh, Champa says that Gargano and Black can fight about who's 2A and 2B, but never has the gap between 1 and 2 been so big. Uh, Champa is great. Like, that was such a fire line. Um, 
He says that he's the greatest of all time. Gargano runs out and attacks Ciampa. So Gargano gets on the mic and he says that this is not Ciampa's NXT. He says the only reason Ciampa is champ is because of him. Uh, uh, Alistair Black comes out, kicks the shit out of Gargano with a black mask and says, you're right. The only reason he's champ is because of you. And Black leaves. Show ends. Super interesting stuff. Uh, They were building to a triple threat match with Gargano, Alistair Black, and Tommaso Ciampa. Um, But unfortunately, it looks like Alistair Black actually needs surgery. Uh, So that's going to kind of gum up the works for that that triple threat. But other than that... uh, this this feud between uh, Gargano and Champa is fire. Um, it's 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 really great how they're they're telling the story on that. And now that it's even gone to include the NXT Championship, like it's just crazy. Uh, that match where Gargano finally beats Champa for the belt is going to be insane, uh, and it might be at it can't be at this takeover. It can't be at this takeover. Um, it just can't, <laughs> like, even though it's almost, I feel like it's almost time for Gargano to get that win on Ciampa, like, he can't win, he can't win the belt this soon. Alright, um, next up, Impact, recap of last week's show, OVE, Ohio versus Everything versus the Lucha Bros tonight, uh, Sue Young is out first. Kira Hogan's out next, then Allie. Uh, Allie and Kira drop a couple of those undead bridesmaids. Uh, Sue Young's partner is the undead maid of honor. Uh, Kira Hogan with a dive to the outside. Allie dives on the bridesmaids. Uh, Allie's not backing down. Uh, Sue Young, she takes control. Hogan uh, is getting beat up here, so she's, she's kind of taking the heat, uh, setting up Allie for the comeback, the hot tag. Um, they're keeping Hogan in their corner, uh, and she's trying to fight out, uh, Allie gets the tag, uh, but misses a code breaker, Matt starts breaking down, Hogan takes, Hogan takes out the maid of honor, uh, Sue Young hits her finisher on Kira Hogan, uh, Allie hits a code breaker on Sue Young for the win, Allie has pinned the knockouts champion, um, and then Tessa Blanchard runs down to the ring, destroys Allie, uh, says she's going to make an example of her. Backstage, Tessa says that she can see through Allie. Allie doesn't care about helping people. Uh, she just wants the belt. Allie needs to stop hiding from the truth. Allie only helps Allie. Uh, and Tessa won't let her get a title shot before she gets her own shot uh let's see here uh the ogs all right the ogs out next uh beating up some jobbers um supermax slams both of them uh i don't even know i don't even know how to describe the move but basically he kills two guys at once uh and then homicide hits the gringo killer and it's over 
Uh, Kingston gets on the mic, starts cutting a promo, says they're the kings of the streets. Then LAX Music hits. Santana and Ortiz come flying down to the ring. Conan's following behind them. Uh, LAX clears the ring. Uh, the fight ends when uh, Conan decides to just kind of pull them out of there. He's like, yo, let's get out of here. Um, backstage, they the OGs are kind of like uh, Conan or Santana and Ortiz are like, yo, what's up, man? Why'd you like call us off? Uh, Conan was like, yo, they had a trap waiting. Like, you couldn't see it, but I know them. I trained them. I know how this works. They had a trap, bro. So he's like, we, uh, you know, we just pulled a drive-by. Um, now that we attacked them, like, they, we got them off their game. They don't know what to do. Um, GWN throwback match of the week. Uh, PD Williams versus Jushin Thunder Liger. So I might, I don't know, man. I might have to break down and cop this GWN eventually. Um, backstage, OVE promo. Sammy says that people are saying he looks like an idiot uh, with his hair being shaved. Uh, they don't care what people think of them. Uh, and they're taking over everything. 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 Uh the smoke show, Scarlet Bordeaux, still yet to come. Desi Hit Squad um, out next. Uh, KM and Falaba come out. They do that whole rolling panda spot on on Desi Hit Squad. Uh, KM tells Falaba to poke the eye. Uh, the ref is distracted. Desi Hit Squad with some knees, and they get the win. Desi Hit Squad. Um, they're actually starting to grow on me a little bit. KM and Falaba. I still don't want them on my TV, but we'll see. I can see why. I can see people starting to get behind them, and I can understand why. It just hasn't worked on me yet. But uh, I haven't been watching. I've only been watching Impact consistently again for about five weeks. Uh, so maybe... Uh, maybe I just need to watch them a little bit more for them to grow on me. Uh, let's see. Next up, uh, Santino Morella or whatever his name is that they're calling on impact. Uh, he's hyping up his student to face Austin Aries. Johnny impact is backstage and says he'll get Congo Kong. Um, so that whole, that feud between Congo Kong, Johnny impact and, Jimmy Jacobs, the princess, is still going on. Um, Santino brings his student out to the ring. Aries Aries doesn't even put on his wrestling gear. He just wrestles in his street clothes uh, and makes quick work of of, uh, whatever this ginger kid's name is. He looks like he looks like Sami Zayn but like if Sami Zayn was like a bootleg Sami Zayn. Um, let's see here. Eddie Edwards comes out. Uh, he attacks uh, Austin Aries after. So we're working our way towards the Aries Edwards title match. Joe Hendry and Grado and Katarina are out next. My man Trevor Lee, RIP to his pops. Uh, and Eli 
uh, and Eli Drake are out there. Um, so they, I forget who wins that one. <laughs> uh, Desi Hit Squad backstage. Uh, they say that they're going to be tag team champs by any means necessary. Uh, Matt Seidel, we have him backstage. Um, says he's proud of his time as champ. He's learned uh, that he doesn't fully know his way. Uh, you know, he lost a, he lost the rematch, but but that's okay. He's still figuring things out. Um, let's see here. Main event, the Lucha Bros, uh, who are actually being courted by WWE, apparently. Uh, WWE trying to get the Lucha Bros on the roster. Uh, Matt starts hot, OVE attacks. Um, OVE attacks immediately. Match kind of gets out of control. Um, the Lucha Bros reverse the Christ Bros into each other. So many bros, bro. Uh, super kicks to both of them. Uh, they dive to the outside. Uh, back from break. Big slap to Dave Chris' chest. Uh, Dave Chris eats a knee and a kick. Lucha Bros are rolling now. Uh, Callahan interferes. OVE takes control again. Uh, Jake Chris with a submission hold. Um, he's trying to, looks, then he's trying to rip off Phoenix's mask. Uh, OVE's just beating the Lucha Bros down. Um, then they tie their masks together. I've never seen that. Uh, they spike Phoenix. He kicks out at two. Uh, but then the Lucha Bros spike Dave Chris. Uh, Phoenix takes out Callahan. Jake Chris, uh, gets tossed, uh, onto the ropes like across the ropes uh dave chris gets spiked again uh phoenix hops out of the ring takes out uh sammy callahan and jake chris uh and pentagon pins dave chris for the win um lucha bros win and then after that killer cross uh we didn't see him beat the guy up but it looked like it was uh eddie kingston and he leaves his card on him while he's unconscious so we'll see We'll see what's going on with Killer Cross there. Oh, Scarlet uh, Smoke Show Bordeaux. She's uh, she did show up on TNA and basically just kind of cut the same promo as the as the last time. She's making wrestling sexy again. Um, I feel like this character has a ton of potential as a heel in this climate, but we just you know we'll see uh, because they I don't know. There's, I, I feel like uh, the first interview she had with Alicia uh, Stout, like, she, I don't know, Alicia was a little bit wooden. Uh, they could have had somebody, like, they needed to, like, they need to react better to what she's saying. Like, have someone just be like, wow, that's ridiculous. Like, wow, this is crazy. Because, like, the crowd is going to cheer. The, uh, the guys, they're going to cheer. You know what I'm saying? So you need somebody to to give the reaction that should be happening to what she's saying. Like, you need somebody to give a reaction like, what? This is ridiculous. Like, why are you talking? Oh, I can't believe you're talking like this. Like, oh, my God. Like, you need somebody to give that reaction so that we 
understand what's going on because some people will watch and they're going to hear the crowd cheering and stuff like that and they know that she's saying like crazy stuff uh but they'll think that maybe it's like a comedic character and she's not she's supposed to be bad we're not supposed to like her so uh i don't know um oh ring of honor what i watched it what yeah that's right i got some ring of honor stuff for you guys uh recap of jay lethal winning the world title last week so hmm yeah man i should have watched that uh show opens up jonathan gresham's out first uh with his ring attire he kind of looks like brian danielson uh he has the ring jacket and all that kushida is out next uh they're going back and forth with holds and counters uh then they end up in like a standstill face off uh the crowd applauds um let's see uh they Gresham has Kushida in a hold. Uh, Kushida gets to the rope, steps outside. Um, K- Gresham is twisting Kushida up like a pretzel. Uh, Gresham is definitely underrated because I don't, you don't hear about him like like you hear about some of these other guys who who work that kind of style. But Gresham is 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 definitely dope. Um, Kushida's able to turn the tide, uh, shows off a bit, uh, and then they both monkey flip each other, they do like a double bridge, both of them like bridge up on their necks, that was crazy, uh, series of rolls through, of roll throughs and roll ups, uh, Kushida drops Gresham with a kick, the match goes to break, uh, the wrestling is just great, uh, back from break, a lion salt by Gresham, roll through DDT, Kushida, Kushida tries to lock in the hoverboard lock. Uh, dope sequence where uh, Kushida uh, hits Gresham with a discus punch. Uh, Gresham like pops right back up into an enziguri. Uh, then Kushida's back trying to lock in the hoverboard lock. Uh, Kushida ends up winning with the Back to the Future. Gresham seems pretty upset with the loss. Uh, the ref, like, tries to check on him, and he, like, yanks his hand away, so, I don't know, there might be some character development there, or it might just be, uh, nothing. Backstage, the villain, Marty Skrull, uh, says that Hurricane Helms is pissing him off, and he's not gonna make a name off his back. Uh, then there's a recap of SCU saving the Bucks from the Briscoes. SCU is backstage, uh, Christopher Daniels says their feud with Joe Koff has led them to this point. Uh, they have six, he said, you know, they had six months left. Uh, they're going to get the titles. Uh, Frankie Kazarian says they're going to burn all the bridges. Scorpio Sky says he finally found where he needed to be. Uh, he came in with the addiction, but if need be, he'll leave with the addiction. Uh, back from break, we get a video package on punishment martinez uh then mandy leon uh comes out on commentary uh oedo tai uh is out first um for a tag for a women's tag match uh so uh kigetsu and uh shucks what is 
who was the other one that they had with them? Uh, it was uh, Kigetsu and Hana Kimura. So this is uh, I can't lie. This is my this was my first time seeing Oedo Tai uh, wrestle, and I love them. Uh, their their theme is also fire. Uh, so Jenny Rose uh, and Mayu Iwatani uh, were taking on Oedo Tai. Um, some shoulder tackles to start. Uh, Kigetsu and Jenny Rose going back and forth. Um, Mayu Iwatani sends uh, Kigetsu to the ropes. Uh, uh, there's a dive spot to the outside. Uh, back, we end up going to break. Back from break, Oedo ties in control. Uh, but then Jenny Rose bounces back. She hits a double clothesline. Uh, Mayu Iwatani is doing some high flying. Uh, she does like a high flying double wrist takeover. Uh, Hana Kimura hits a Falcon Arrow. Uh, and then Jenny Rose and Kigetsu back in as the legal women. Uh, Jenny has a pin broken up by Hana. Arm bar locked in. Jenny gets to the ropes. Uh, Hana takes out. Jenny and Mayu, they have like this, uh, Oedo Tai has like this wooden, uh, plank symbol, uh, that they, they brought down to the ring. Oedo Tai, uh, hits a double team on Jenny Rose. Kigetsu, uh, hits her finisher, end of the match. Um, good match. Uh, recap, Jay Lethal backstage after, uh, after the show says, He's at the uh, after the show after he won his title. He says he's at the top of his game, and the top of the wrestling world. Uh, everybody's lining up to to come at him because he's got the belt and he's ready for it. Uh, the belt collector Austin Aries shows up on Ring of Honor. He shows up with all his belts, including the Impact World Title. Uh, says he's here because he wants to be my man, Chucky T. Uh, Kenny King and Eli uh, Isom are out to face the kingdom. Uh, the chemo, uh, the chemo, the kingdom cut a promo and they're laughing uh, about uh, Eli Isom. So he's a new guy out of Ring of Honor's training system. Uh, he beat uh, surprise, shocking, pinned uh, Christopher Christopher Daniels recently. So, um, with that whole six, six man tag thing going on, the kingdom SCU, uh, the hung bucks, I believe that's next week, uh, on ring of honor. So, uh, they, they have that whole situation going on. Um, the kingdom is doing their best to isolate Eli Isom, uh, and keep, keep him in the ring and keep, uh, Kenny and Chucky T out, uh, Kenny is able to get in. He's hitting, hitting kicks on everyone. Hits a corkscrew plancha to the outside. Uh, my man Chucky T tags in. He's throwing guys around. Uh, does like a suplex on to, uh, like a belly to belly. Tosses a guy on another guy in the in the corner. Um, let's see here. Uh, the match kind of breaks down. Uh, Chucky T has to 
tag in Isom. Uh, so Isom versus Taven. Uh, Isom is in the kingdom's corner. Uh, Vinny pops up, pops a balloon like in Isom's ear. Uh, kingdom goes for their finisher on uh, on Eli. Uh, Kenny and Chucky pull Vinny and Orion out of the ring. Uh, but then the kingdom are able to kind of overcome that, bounce back, and they hit their finisher on Isom anyway. Show ends. Uh, kingdom wins. So that's uh, that's basically the recap of all the wrestling I watched this week. Um, next week, I will get MLW on the show. Uh, some quick hits before we go. Um, so it sounds like uh, WWE is does have a deal locked up it's being reported three years uh three years and and matt riddle has signed on the dotted line the king of bros is headed to wwe and will be at takeover brooklyn i hope that this is true because if not then wwe is gonna have a whole lot of podcasters and uh and internet guys looking ridiculous um but it would be it would definitely be pretty fire if uh if that's if that's what happens uh Matt Matt Riddle is out in the out in the crowd on takeover um I and with Keith Lee being there you can do you can do Matt Riddle and Keith Lee matches uh which would be which would be fresh uh, I think it would be super dope if like Keith Lee has her his because he's he's debuting on TV next week, uh, so I think it would be really cool to kind of have him have a takeover match. Have him he could be the opening match at Takeover. He shows up, he comes out, and you're like, oh, okay, you know who's he gonna fight? You're thinking he's just gonna fight like some whoever, and fucking the music hits and it's Matt Riddle. Like I think that would be fire, but. Also, I doubt that they would just give us that that way because like nobody really de- debuts like that in their first match. Um, let's see. WWE is supposedly going to sign or they're trying to sign the Lucha Bros. Um, they're trying to sign Pentagon and Phoenix. So so that's kind of crazy uh, if if that happens. um the matches will be next level. They'll be ridiculous. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, and uh, I think that's it, man. That's it with the quick hits. Um, thank you guys for listening to World Champion of the World podcast. And we'll see you guys next week. And when I say we, I mean me. Because this is all me, baby. <laughs> all right. Peace. Peace.